Well, hello, good morning. You're very welcome along to the gardening show this morning. Good morning, Porrick. Uh, good morning, Viv, and good morning to our listeners. And what a beautiful morning it is out there this morning. Yeah. Really high temperatures today, right up to 17 degrees. We're going to see lots of growth, lots of growths in, in lawns. You're going to see the plants beginning to, the buds coming forward now. And the good weather is promised right up till Wednesday. So my advice is to get out over the next four days and get, get gardening. Okay, we've got a busy show, lots of questions coming in. Don't forget the email address. We're already getting emails on it, garden at midwestradio.ie. Right, what are we going at Well, today? just to start with, we got a great reaction to the piece we did on Grow Your Own. And I suppose the, the advice always given people is that if, if there was any year to give it a grow, then this is the year because food prices are going to be going up. There probably is going to be a scarcity of food as well. And why not grow your own new potatoes, some vegetable plants, some vegetable seed? The weather conditions are absolutely perfect for the planting of potatoes out of doors and indeed for the likes of vegetable seeds and vegetable plants that can be planted now out of doors because they're frost hardy. So use the weather at the moment. My tip is always plant little and often small amount of plants. So when you go to your local garden centre, don't be tempted to buy a whole luther of vegetable plants. Buy a small amount, buy them on a regular basis, but sow some seed as well. And I brought you in five varieties, Viv. I had a look through the seed racks this morning. And if there were five vegetables that I would grow at this time of year from seed or from plants out of doors, these would be them. So there's one called Swede Ruby, which is a beautiful swede or turnip. We, we call them turnips. Um, it's got a lovely purple top, very easy to sow, very easy to grow. You can actually pull that particular variety rhubarb or ruby, I should say, as a small uh, turnip and, and let some of them develop on as well. Beetroot, so simple to grow. This is one called Bolt Hardy. Uh, an interesting thing with beetroot is that if you leave it too long in the soil, it can often go to seed. Mm. So this one is bolt hardy, so it doesn't bolt, as, as we call it, or it doesn't go to seed. It's the one to look for. It's a really good, sweet beetroot, so easy to grow. And you can actually put that, like you can, when you, when you can peel it and slice it. Absolutely, and, and yeah. store it right through the winter. And yeah, it, you can actually leave it in the soil for quite a long period. That's available both in seed and plants at the moment. And my advice is to plant both. And you can put it into the ground or you can put it into a pot, can you? You can grow them in pots or raised beds or something like the, the, um, the, the raised bed, the veggie uh, pod or veggie bag or anything like that. But planting out of doors is perfect at the moment. Carrots. Again, there's a whole range of different carrots. One of the things, the interesting things with carrots is that they often suffer from the carrot root fly during the summer. And there is one called F1 Mastro. Again, we have it in plants or in seed that you can plant now and it is resistant to the dreaded carrot root fly, but a lovely variety to grow. Beetroot, we, we talked about the bolt hardy, but there is one, I think this is one for maybe the children. It's called Rainbow Mix and it's a mixture of different colours. So it's a really interesting, colourful mix. White, yellow, orange and purple beetroots all in the one pack. So that one simple pack yeah. of seed. Sow it little and often. That's the secret to it. And onions, again, you're sowing them from seed, white Lisbon, if you like the salad onions. If you like, you like the big onions, you get the Sturon um, and you get varieties like Stuttgart or Giant as bulbs that can be planted in the ground now. But this particular one, this one is called Bedfordshire Champion. And it was actually one of my customers that told me about this particular onion. So Bedford. Shire Champion, a bit of a mouthful. Bedfordshire, yeah. Even yeah. for I me. There. Used to live in Bedfordshire. there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But this is a particularly great onion that you sow from seed at this time of year, directly out of doors, but it stores particularly well. So I suppose, look, the weather conditions are perfect. It's a great time for planting vegetable plants, edible plants in general. The seeds are available and will germinate within several weeks, but plant some plants as well because the cauliflowers, the broccoli, all the lettuce varieties, a beautiful lettuce that's available called baby leaf. Look for that one. That's one that you can plant in window boxes, out in the garden soil, in raised beds, containers, anywhere that you want to plant it. Remember, remember that you don't necessarily need a vegetable patch. You can put these plants in amongst other flowering plants or in a raised bed with other flowering plants. So you can have veg and flowers together. That's perfectly... Yeah. <laughs> perfectly traditionally, acceptable. Traditionally it wasn't done that way. No, it, it wasn't. We had nice ridges, you know, and you can do it in the traditional yeah. way. But if people just want to have a little bit of a go, pop into your local garden centre, look for that baby leaf lettuce because it's a come and cut variety. So once you plant it, 
all you do is cut what you need, mm. bring it in, wash it, and the plant regrows again. So you don't yeah. have to be constantly replanting. It's a lovely small leafed, really sweet uh, lettuce varieties. But look at all the popular ones are there at the moment. If you're thinking of planting new potatoes, I mentioned five of the best varieties last week. Um, you've probably got another four or five days from a supply point of view. Otherwise, uh, potatoes are going to be gone. So get them over the next couple of days. There's been yeah. huge interest in planting potatoes uh, this year. And my advice is always to plant the varieties that you won't get to buy in your in the greengrocer. So, you know, varieties like Miranda or Premier or Cara that we mentioned last week. Tomato. So again, it's the time of year for planting tomatoes. I mentioned a variety, and again, we got a great reaction to it, one called Red Profusion. So if you've never grown tomatoes before, get the variety called Red Perfusion. It only grows 18 inches, maybe two feet in height. It'll grow similar in diameter. So all you need is a big pot, fill it with compost, put in your Red Perfusion tomato, keep it in a somewhere protected, a greenhouse tunnel, you know, maybe a conservatory window, a patio door for a couple of weeks until the risk of frost is gone and then put it out in your patio. And, and Red Perfusion is a variety that I grow every year out in the patio. And when you're passing it, you're picking the tomatoes and they're absolutely delicious. But another one that caught my eye was one called Sweet Aperitif. And it lives up to the name. It's a really, really sweet variety. If you like the little small cherry tomatoes, mm. that's the one to grow. Sweet aperitif. It's absolutely delicious. It, children will eat them like grapes. And they, they hang like grapes. Off, and they're sweet. And they're absolutely sweet. They're a lovely variety called sweet aperitif. Now look, there's 30 or 40 different varieties of tomatoes that you can grow. Some people like the lovely yellow ones like Sun Baby. Mm. Old varieties like Moneymaker that are there since the war years. Uh, people still love to get those. But there are some lovely varieties like sweet aperitif and red profusion. So the growing of edibles, the weather is perfect. Don't worry about the frost, particularly for the vegetable plants. Tomatoes we do need to keep inside cucumbers, uh, melon plants, they're all available, but keep them inside in a protected area. And it's also the time of year for planting fruit. And it's, it's hard to believe that we import, if you look at the fruit in your local green go- grocer shop, we're bringing raspberries in from Morocco, we're bringing, you know, strawberries in from, from halfway around the ro- South world. South Africa is a big one, isn't South it? South Africa, New Zealand, France for apples and so on. And yet here in Ireland, we've got a fantastic climate for growing fruit. Now, most of our fruit, obviously, you're picking it from June through till October is generally our fruiting season. But this is the time of year to plant fruit in your garden. So raspberries grow brilliantly here in Ireland, as do strawberries, rhubarb. We're going to be picking rhubarb very early. You had a question about rhubarb there, actually. I must see if I can find it. Bring it up, yeah. Yeah, So, So this is the time of year for planting rhubarb. And rhubarb is one of those perennial, it's a vegetable rather than a fruit, but it's a perennial vegetable that comes back year after year. All it needs is a good dollop of rotten manure in the wintertime and you've got beautiful red-sticked rhubarb every year. The varieties I would recommend, one called Victoria, which is a really good red stem, stem variety, which is generally ready for cropping around May, kind of mid-season. If you want an early variety, there's two I'd recommend, one called Timberly Early and one called Pink Champagne. And pink champagne is pink in colour, pinkish, reddish in colour. Very, very sweet. Really early variety. You're nearly picking it at this time of year. Timberly early is also very early. And Victoria. And if you plant all three, you'll have rhubarb from the beginning of April right through until the end of June. Okay, just Anne was quickly about that. She has a new crop of rhubarb. It's into its third year now. And she want, just wondering what she needs to put on it. But so I this is the year yeah. that Anne... So when we plant rhubarb, we feed it really well. You build the plant up. You don't uh, give in to temptation and start picking the red sticks in the first and second year. But and now in its third year, She's it, ready to it's go. ready to go. Now, growth has been a little bit slow up until the last two weeks. And rhubarb is, if it, unless it was covered, and I'll mention that in a minute, but if rhubarb is, is sitting about six inches high at the moment, give it a feed and now. So put on a little bit of Osmo Pro 6 or a granulated fertiliser, wash it in and within a week or 10 days, it'll actually push on the growth and it'll be ready for harvesting. So I would, it depends which variety of, uh, if it's an early variety like Timberly Early or Pink Champagne, that'll be ready in the next week to 10 days to start picking. So once the stems are around 10 inches, 10 to 12 inches Mm. high, pick them, but make sure you stop picking rhubarb at the end of May, early June. Because give it a chance, give to, it a chance to build yeah. itself up for the following year and is keep rhubarb, feeding it. Is rhubarb frost hardy? Yes. 
So okay. what you'll find with, with rhubarb is it's a perennial that you leave out 12 months of the year. When we get heavy frosty weather, it can kind of slow, the growth can slow down a little bit and you might get a little bit of brown marking on it, but it's perfectly frost hardy. So it's no need to cover it. But mentioning a covering rhubarb, you'll often hear me telling people in January to put an old bin or an old terracotta pot on top of their rhubarb plant, mm. right? Yeah. And what that does, it fools the rhubarb into thinking it's springtime because it's in darkness. So it's pushing its leaves and stems up in January and February. And if you do that, if you cover rhubarb, a couple of stools in January, early February, you'll actually have rhubarb at this time of year for picking. So it fools the rhubarb. That's why you'll see in the greengrocers that have lovely pink-sticked rhubarb at this time of year. That's been forced. It's been fooled into thinking it's actually... Uh, or, or mid yeah. mid spring yeah. because it's been covered. So Anne could try that over the winter period. But the key tip really is feed it now, bring it on, and particularly feed it well during the summer. So fruit planting, if it's apples, if even apples will grow in pots. So you can grow the likes of the coronet apple, which is a small little apple tree that only grows five or six feet in a patio pot, surrounded with strawberry plants, which are available at the moment for planting. And you've got strawberries and apples in the one pot. <laughs> How easy is that? So, That's look, at great time yeah. to plant um, edibles, great time to plant fruit in general, Viv. If people have fruit trees and they haven't pruned them, my advice is to prune them now. The one exception is anything in the cherry or plum family. Leave those alone until after flowering. Um, but apples, pears, um, all the blackcurrants, gooseberries and so on, prune them back now, get on the winter wash and give them a feed and you'll kick them into growth. Feed your rhubarb as well. Easter is, is mid-April this year, so if you want a bit of colour for Easter, again, the weather yeah, I was conditions... I going to ask you about that because we have a few questions about that. Well, as well, the weather conditions are perfect at the moment for planting colour. So straight away I'm thinking spring flowering pansies, which are in bloom at the moment and will flower right through until midsummer. Violas, which are absolutely beautiful at the moment. Aubrecia and Arabus, which have come into flower. And um, there's some of the lovely dwarf bulbs available at the moment for colour. Spring heathers are showing lovely colours as, as well. Osteosperms are showing a bit of colour as well. Blue campanula. So pop into your local garden centre. There's lots of colour available. All of the plants I mentioned are frost hardy, so you can happily plant them in borders, beds, window boxes, containers, um, and plant them out of doors. And those plants will continue to flower right through until midsummer. So it's you know, you'll have that whole Easter period mm-hmm. and right up till May, up, up until the bedding. Do you have a favourite? People ask me about that, about yeah. what's my favourite plant? And yeah. it's I like asking me, which is my favourite child? <laughs> it, <laughs> it tends to vary. I yeah. mean, if you were asked, asked me three weeks ago, my favourite plant in the garden was the Daphne I mentioned, Jacqueline mm-hmm. Postel. But, but that's gone out of flower now. So now it switches to camellias um, and you know later on it'll be rhododendrons and azaleas so I tend to fall in love with plants <laughs> depending yeah. as the season goes yeah. on but here's a plant I picked up in the garden centre this morning this is a plant I gave to my dad about two years ago or three years ago it's the lemon scented geranium oh my God. isn't that absolutely fantastic listeners if you could smell this so this is a geranium called Orange Fizz. Now don't ask me why they called it Orange Fizz because in my book it should be called Lemon Fizz because it smells of citrus. It smells of lemon. It's full of citronella. It's in the geranium family. It does flower, but it's mainly grown for its um, beautiful foliage and, and particularly the scent of the foliage. And once you touch it, and anyone that I hand a leaf to, they, uh, everyone has the same <laughs> response. It's, oh, that's fantastic. What's it called again? It's called, it's a geranium called Orange Fizz. Orange Fizz. Orange Fizz. Look for that at the moment. It's a gr- fantastic plant. Keep it indoors. Because it's full of citronella, the flies dislike it. So if you've got it on your windowsill, you won't have the blue flies or the, the, the blue bottles or the small flies on your windowsill. You can also, it's edible. So you can put it in salads. It gives that lovely zingy test in salads. You can mix it. You can put it into drinks. So if you're having a gin and tauntaun, you can put a little bit of that in to, to give it a, a lemon wow. flavour. Um, it's got a real peppery flavour, oh hasn't gosh, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's high, edible. How high does it grow? Um, after, by the end of this year, it, that particular plant will be about a foot or eight inches high. You prune it back every spring, and it comes back into growth again. A lovely little plant, um, geranium, lemon, or uh, orange phase. I particularly like that. It's and it's fantastic for keeping the, the 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 bugs away as well. Or if you've got a greenhouse or tunnel, and you want to keep organically keep the 
uh, aphids off your tomato plants or whatever, plant a couple of the geranium orange face at the base of them and the scent of them will keep them away. Again, Viv, think about colour at the moment. What's in flower at the moment? The daffodils are blooming, the tulips are blooming, uh, crocuses flowered several weeks ago. Why? Because we planted them last October. This is the time of year for thinking about summer colour. So all the summer flowering plants. So if you want colour in your garden, June, July, August, September, this is the time of year to plant summer flowering bulbs. So I'm thinking straight away of plants like agapanthus. And many of the beauty about summer flowering bulbs is that many of them flower every year. So you plant them one year, a bit like the daffodils, and they come back year after year. So agapanthus is one that I would definitely plant. It's called the African lily. It's got beautiful blue and white flowers. Grows about two feet in height. Fabulous for cutting. And it flowers the whole summer long. Crocrosmia. You know the, the common plant you often, Mount Brescia, that grows wild through Achill and Mulrani? And, yes. Right? Can be a bit of a nuisance and spread. There are cultivated varieties of those which grow um, and flower right through the summer. So I'm thinking of plants like, there's a lovely one called Lucifer, named after the devil because it's a brilliant red colour. Mm. It doesn't uh, spread, it doesn't, you know, it really behaves itself. But it's a fabulous plant if you want colour about four feet high. So in my garden, I've planted it amongst white hydrangeas. So when the white hydrangeas come into flower, I've got the Crocrosmia lucifer growing up through them. And you get the red and the white together and it's absolutely lovely. And once they're planted, you just forget about them. At the end of the summer, I cut them back and leave them alone and they're back, they're starting to grow again. So Crocrosmia, scented lilies, regal lilies, the calla lilies can be planted now. If you want something for cutting, gladioli are fantastic to plant now, to cut right through the summer period. Um, Nearines would be good as well. Freesias are good as well to give a lot of summer colour. And all the herbaceous perennials. So things like lupins, people love the lupins flowering in May. Now is the time to plant them. So if you're thinking about wanting a bit of colour in the garden, particularly for the summer period, this is the time of year to plant the bulbs and the herbaceous perennials that you'll see. Plants like rubecchias, hostas, um, so simple to grow. They multiply in size and they flower then not only this year, but every year after that. But this is the time of year to plant them. Okay, listen, that's fantastic. Um, keep the ca- calls coming into us. We have a load of questions and a lot of them actually I think you've covered there. There's one particular one about flowers to sow in pots. I think we've covered that. Hopefully the listener heard that. Hey, got some old household electrical appliances or batteries lying around? Recycle them for free with We Ireland and Mayo County Council at our special public collection day this Saturday, the 26th of March in Pavilion Road Car Park, Castlebar, County Mayo from 10am to 4pm. We'll accept anything household with a plug or battery. This event will be operated in accordance with COVID-19 guidelines. Recycle for free. See weireland.ie for more details. Call of the Wild is coming to Westport Town and have some exciting career opportunities. Call of the Wild are now hiring with management, full-time and part-time positions available in their new outdoor shop in Westport Town. Apply to info at callofthewild.ie by April 1st. Hi, Charlie Bird here. On April 2nd, Climb with Charlie will be extending the hand of friendship and solidarity and raising money for two charities close to my heart. Get on the Irish Motor Neuron Association. To donate, go to climbwithcharlie.ie. So enjoy the day wherever you are. This message is kindly supported by Supermax. Well, it's nice to see somebody happy. Ah, sure, why wouldn't I? Aren't we alive and healthy and the sun is shining? Indeed it is. And I see you're taking advantage of the fine spell too. Who was that? That's McGrath of Kong spreading Grolheim. There's nothing better to increase the productivity of the land, not only this year, but early next year as well. And now's the time to do it. And the best of all is that McGrath will do the job for you. Grolheim from McGrath of Kong. Call 094 95 53900. And you are very welcome back to us 24 minutes now after 9 o'clock. Now, we've got a question for you, Porik. Uh, my garden has a steep decline in some areas. Just looking for recommendations on the best shrubs to plant. I live in Waterford. Oh, right, uh, okay. And, but the listeners from our Ahamore, and yeah. there's not much soil. The soil I have has lots of tiny stones in it. 
We are in the Nor Valley, so we're up high and it's almost windy. all the time windy up there. Probably salty. Uh, Yvonne, first of all, welcome to the gardening show. And have you any solution for Yvonne? Yeah, so look at the, the when you're planting banks and slopes, um, you, you want plants, obviously, that are going to be ground covering. They're going to stay low, spread across the ground and, and give good cover. I suppose the other consideration here is to look for plants that are going to be salt tolerant. You know, they're going to take the wind and going to take the salt, particularly in Waterford, coming off the, particularly when, we, when they get an easterly wind, they're going to, the salt's going mm-hmm. to come onto the plants. And when you're planting banks and slopes, they can be difficult areas, you know, if they were under lawn and difficult to cut. So they're the perfect areas to plant with ground covering plants. When you're planting with ground covering plants, always plant in groups of threes, fives, sevens of the same variety. So you're creating this carpet effect. So a bit like when we plant heathers, we always plant, you know, maybe six or seven of Kramer's Red together and let them mat in together as one big kind of, you know, a little, little bit like a Persian carpet. So you get that kind of carpeting effect. Mm. So the plants I would look for are seaside plants. Now, the alpines, depending on, on, on uh, how big the bank and slope is, the alpine plants that we talked about last week would be perfect. Plants like Aubrecia and Arabus, Saxifrage. Lithiodora, which is a lovely blue flowering carpet plant. Plant those in groups, particularly the, with the fact that the soil is gravelly and it's sandy. They will absolutely love that. And they're perennial and come back year after year. And they'll yeah. basically cover the ground. You've also got plants, if it's a, a bit larger area, plants like Senecio, which is a, a silver leafed plant that again spreads across the ground and, and will you know cover quite a large area, particularly again, if you plant them in groups of fives or seven. So really my advice is, Pop into your local garden centre in Waterford um, look for the seaside collection and look for plants that are going to have that carpeting effect. Mm. But make sure that they're wind tolerant. And, and Parahibi would be another lovely plant. Parahibi avalanche is a white flowering evergreen uh, shrub. It grows about two feet in height, about two to two and a half feet in diameter, carpets the ground, flowers. It's going to come into flower in probably two or three weeks and it will flower through till September, October. Lovely plant, mm. particularly again if you plant parahebes in groups of fives or sevens. They're right, fantastic. Seth, that's the moral of the and story. they're evergreen. They hold the lovely foliage and they're wind tolerant. Okay, just, mm. just I nearly forgot to remind you to tell the listeners about next Saturday morning. So next Saturday morning, because Charlie Bird has a has a big event on Crow Patrick, we're actually going to, uh, we're not going to be here, you and I. Okay. Oh, well, I'm not going to be here the, uh, next week. So, um, yeah, so the, the, the gardening programme then was, will, will be back the following Saturday. Okay, but that doesn't mean we can't I'll send your questions in and all that. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. we'll take the Garden questions. Garden at Midwest radio.ie is the email address. Now, you're going to have to help me here with pronunciation. What is the best time to put nematodes? Is nematodes, it? yeah. Okay. Out on potato soil as a slug destroyed my potatoes last summer. Regards, John. John, thanks. Okay, so so a couple of things with, with potato, with, with slugs on potatoes. So this is the Neil slug. It's a particular slug that attacks potatoes. It's an underground slug and tends to do a lot of damage, particularly on main crop varieties, particularly softer varieties like um, Curse Pink they can suffer very badly with slug damage. Um, there are a couple of varieties that are actually resistant to slugs. So Golden Wonders do really well. And also a variety called Carlos and Cara tend to have high slug resistance. So um, so that's one option to do. The other thing is to grow early varieties because you're growing them early and you're taking them out of the soil before the slug becomes a problem. So varieties like Miranda, um, Home Guard, all of those early varieties that you can get into the ground now and you're digging them after 14 weeks. John can also use the nematodes and the nematodes are an organic method. They're basically a parasite that you mix in water, you apply it onto the ridges of potatoes, normally about May, early June, that sort of period. So you don't want to put them on too early because the slug really isn't there until as we go into kind of midsummer. So June really is soon enough for John to look for the nematodes and they will be available at that time of year. And there's a specific nematode for slugs. It'll actually control normal garden slugs, but it'll also control slugs and potatoes. Okay, there's a few questions in about pruning. So can we, can we just do a general thing quickly for about two minutes on pruning this time of the year? Okay. So you got to get your head around this one, right? So the in terms of pruning, pruning is is broken down into into two categories. So plants that flower, what we describe as plants that flower in the spring, and we define spring in gardening any time from January to June. So any plant that flowers from January to June. So my my the Daphne that I mentioned, uh, Daphne Jacqueline Postel, that has been flowering since January. It only stopped last week, and I pruned it last week. 
As soon as it stops. As soon as it stops flowering. Right. So you've got other plants then like Forsythiae, which is a lovely yellow flowering plant that's coming into flower at the moment and will flower for the next three to four weeks. So Forsythiae, you'll see it everywhere. Beautiful, bright yellow flowers. It'll flower up until about the middle of April. And again, once it stops flowering, you cut it back. You've got red ribus, which is in flower at the moment, the red currant. Again, when it finishes flowering, we cut it back. Camellias are blooming at the moment. So they'll continue to flower for another four weeks, five weeks, and then they're pruned. Roses. So, so roses are summer flowering. When do roses come into bloom? June and July. From and June yeah. through till October. And we describe those as summer flowering plants. So hydrangeas, roses, lavateria, the mallow, um, budlias, the butterfly bush. So any plant that flowers from June to the end of, of uh, December, oh, December yeah. that's considered a summer flowering plant. And they're pruned in the spring. So we right. prune because they, they flower on new growth. So you right. prune your rose back, you feed it, it comes into growth, it bears its flowers in June. Yes, you do a little bit of deadheading and that's a form of pruning as well, yeah. but you're encouraging new growth and it continues to flower right through to the end. So that, you, that's you pruning. Near, do you don't go near the old wood? Sure you don't, you go through the new wood. No, it, it, well, it, they, in roses, if it's, if it's roses, you, you generally prune them reasonably hard back. They're pruned back well, yeah. they're fed well and they come into growth, you know, straight away. All herb, our herbaceous plants that I mentioned, the likes of Rubecchias, hostas, you tidy them back this time of year so that there's old bits of stems or le- dead leaves. You take that off now, give them a good feed, they come into growth and on that growth they flower so pruning is broken down to that if people just think about that that's anything that flowers from january to june you prune immediately after flowering don't wait three weeks yeah plum trees is one here we have so plums plums would be a good example so plums anything with any fruit with a stone so plums nectarines peaches cherries anything that actually bears a stone anything in the cherry family is pruned after flowering so they're spring flowering they come into flower normally the lovely cherries will be in flower in april if you prune them in the uh, too early you're cutting off those lovely flowers and you leave them open to a disease called silver leaf so anything in that stone family that, that anything that bears a stone or in the prunus family the cherry damson family we prune after flowering after flowering after very flowering. important now, I have a young fig in the tunnel. Lovely. It's, a tu- it's a all round Hector? All heard? year Hector, probably. All it's year, a lovely, yeah. lovely variety. It's yeah. in a 30 centimetre pot. It has three 40 centimetre branches. Three 40 centimetres, so three 40 centimetres, yeah, just over a foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Lovely. And five two centimetre figs on them. What <laughs> should good. I do next? Thanks. <laughs> Very specific. So, Brilliant. look at this. There's nothing really to be done. A little bit of feeding now. So, figs are interesting in that, first of all, they'll grow out of doors. You don't necessarily need to have them in a tunnel now they'll grow perfectly happy in a tunnel as well they tend to be quite big figs produce quite a large leaf as well and typically Viv you get um, the fruiting embryos which are the small baby embryo fruits are produced in the previous year and you get mature fruit at the same time so once we get into the middle of summer when the figs start to ripen in July August you'll have mature figs big plump figs ready for picking and you'll have small little embryo fruits that are stay on the plant through the winter and that's what produces the fruit the following year if that uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah it does so, like little buddies things. So right? yeah. the, those little fruits that the listener uh, has mentioned they will swell now over the next three to four months and they'll be ready for picking as we come into July and August of this year particularly the fact that it's in a tunnel. So look at all that has to be done really with the fig is, is give it a couple of give it a handful of fertilizer now again something like the Osmo Pro 6 would be perfect. Keep it well watered during the growing season and train it on the tunnel. So you want to make it well behaved because otherwise it'll fill up the tunnel and it'll be uh, you know it'll take it over. So train it maybe on some wires out on on the side of the the tunnel and it'll work very well. Now there's uh, just one here about our podcast that goes out on it's, well, where, it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. So people after because the program are not, not able to get it at the moment. They're overseas. So Spotify. If you, yeah, go on to your Spotify. Put in Midwest Gardening Program. The last three programs that we've done are up, up there. there I, was, yeah. I was listening to them. Yeah. During the week. Yeah. Yeah. Was I all right? But they're there. They're there okay, on, on Spotify anyway. If people want them, generally about an hour after the program finishes, the the uh, podcast is there. Okay, lovely. So that's that for that listener there, because that's important. Yeah. Uh, people like to listen back. Uh, I know we've done this before, but early seed potatoes, can you sow them out? To sow? I think yeah. you did this. No, 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 look, at the weather conditions are absolutely perfect. It couldn't be. It was, it was quite wet up until the 
the February, early March, you know, it was too wet and I was advising people just to get them sprouted and get them going. But look at the soil conditions are perfect at the moment. Get out there. If you've got early potatoes, varieties like Miranda, Premier, Vitabella, all of those early varieties, get them into the soil now. Even the second earlies like British Queens and Records, they should be planted now. Um, use the good soil conditions in the moment to get them planted. Put down some fertiliser with them when you're planting them and make sure you put a good covering of soil over them. Okay, that's brilliant. Thanks, Pete. Um, we talked about this earlier, but just to reiterate about what's the best type of flowers to sow in pots now, we've done that. Well, one. if you want a bit of instant colour, I would recommend the summer pansies, the violas. They're beautiful at the moment. Look, pop into your local garden centre. There's tonnes of colour available at the moment. But think about summer, about later on as well, and planting the summer bulbs, planting the herbaceous plants. There, there are no flowers, obviously, on them at the moment, but they will come into flowers. Yeah. So gardening is all about forward planning. What we plant now, the sowing and reaping principle, you know, you've got to think ahead. So if you want colour in June and July, you've got to plant now. And just, uh, we talked about pruning there, le, 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 hedging. Tell me the, the yardstick for hedging. Well, it, if, if it's general hedging plants, a light trimming back at this time of year is no problem. Do watch out for nesting birds because the, the birds are are, are making their nests at the moment so if that's happening you don't disturb any nesting birds so leave the hedge well enough alone um, but a light trimming back is perfectly fine now if it's Lelandia like we said last week don't prune them too severely Okay here's one further we got this one actually on email okay. uh, this morning as well so we're delighted to get that it was our first email this morning uh, Good morning Garden Show I have a beautiful uh, car- Carnubia is that it? Probably a Cotoniaster conubia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, which unfortunately, due to its exposure to the wind, loses most of its leaves from January until April. Okay. And I can see right through to the neighbours as a result. Right. Is there anything <laughs> I can do, maybe evergreen, that I can plant through the hedge to yeah. improve privacy? No, yeah. that's a good Yeah, question. so Cotoniaster conubia is a beautiful, beautiful plant. It buries, it flowers, it buries. It is evergreen, but when, you, when it has to tolerate high wind, and it comes under stress, it's a natural defence for the plant to drop its leaves. And that often happens with uh, privet. So green privet, it, we would nearly call them semi-evergreen because if they're in a nice shelter garden, they'll hold the, their leaves for all winter long. But if they're exposed to the elements and under stress, they'll drop their leaves. It's that natural defence. What I would do is plant some um, evergreen plants that will tolerate the wind. So plants like Iliagnus, Iliagnus abengii would be really good. It's got lovely silvery green leaves that work really well. Or Grislinia would work very well in this instant. Or some of the Olerias, Oleria traversii. Um, so again, pop into your local garden centre. Ask them for some hedging that is suitable for windy, particularly seaside areas. And mix it in through the Canubia and, and it will be lovely. What mulch should I use for my blue morphid hydrangea? Can I prune dead flowers now? Well, if you've got blue hydrangeas, remember the, the reason they're blue is because the soil is acidic. And this is the time of year, if you want to turn a pink hydrangea blue, you put the crystals, the hydrangea crystals. They're available in your local garden centre. Small little tub of crystals. You simply sprinkle them around the base of the hydrangea. Do it now, repeat it in mid-April, and that'll help to turn the colour to a kind of a reddish colour and, and, and hopefully a dark purple colour. So the more acidic the soil, the more blue you have in them. In terms of mulching them, you can use any compost if you've got garden compost yourself. Um, ideally, if you've got something made from pine needles, that's pure acidic and will help to in- intensify that lovely blue colour. And hydrangeas need feeding. And this is the time of year in general, Viv, the plants should be fed. So the growth starts now, so feeding should start at this time of year. Now, a listener has turnips growing in pots. Great. And I suppose in general, can you plant them out and when can you plant them out? Well, ideally, any of the root crops like turnips, um, like carrots, parsnips, ideally they should be direct sown into the soil because if you disturb them, you run the risk of damaging the taproot that they produce and getting misformed fruit, as it were, or or misformed um, vegetables as it were um, so if you damage the root when you're transplanting turnips so if you can do it very carefully certainly you can transplant them but per- preferably I would prefer to see turnips sown directly into the garden soil so just take mark you know, take, open up a little channel ideally put a little bit of compost into it sow the seed directly into it and just cover it over and let them off Okay, that's brilliant. And uh, I have a load now on the WhatsApp, so I want to go to those because we have photographs and stuff to okay, look at. Yeah, yeah, what we'll do fine. is, because yeah. we'll have a bit of time the other side, why don't we just take a quick break and okay. then we'll come back with yeah. the last of the questions. Uh, thank you indeed for all your calls so far and uh, keep them coming into us. 
Murphy's Hotel Tubber Curry. Fantastic live music all this weekend. This Saturday night, live music with Chris Stapleton. This Sunday, Mother's Day, it's Carmel McLaughlin from 3 to 5. And enjoy a traditional Irish music session from 6. Murphy's Hotel Tubber Curry look forward to welcoming you. Are you one of every three people who suffers from dry eyes? Have you got increased screen time that leaves you with tired, itchy, stingy eyes? Treat dry eyes with Thaylaz Duo, Ireland's best eye care product. Thaylaz Duo, 100% preservative-free, clinically proven, suitable for all dry eye sufferers, including contact lens wearers. Thaylaz Duo, available from your local pharmacy without prescription. Gail Kalashta, come on, Rossport. Iha Uskulcha August Claru. Open evening and enrolment for sixth class pupils this Monday, March 28th from 4 pm to 5 30 pm. For further information, please contact 097 88940. Kilmo V Bingo returns this Sunday at 8 pm. Jackpot 530 euro. 50 50. Special free raffle with prizes for Mother's Day. Play Midwest Radio Bingo and you could strike it lucky. If you purchase three months' supply of Radio Bingo Books before 1 o'clock this Wednesday, for just €48, Euro, we'll send you Bingo Books for the months of April, May and June. 13 weeks of Radio Bingo for just €48. Euro. Thousands of Euro to be won. Order now on midwestradio.ie or call us on 094-9630169. Midwest Radio Bingo. Supporting Western Alzheimer's. And you're very welcome back to us now. I think we, I thought we answered. I think this we one. have. Yeah, this listener sent us in a photograph, and uh, it's about carrots, and they grew, and they're pretty in a bad old state. Lots of holes, yeah. lots of holes. It's, it's down to slug damage. Yeah. They were obviously left in the ground maybe a little bit too long, and the, and the slugs have damaged them. So, and look at this is the time of year you get the organic. There, there's an organic um, slug killer that, that can be used, and it's very, very effective. It's in a What's pelleted that, form. It's a pelleted form. It's organic. There's nothing damaging. Safe for children, safe for pets, safe for birds, but very effective at controlling the slugs. And little and often is the way to. Now, and that's Patricia, by the way. Good morning to you, Patricia. I, I thought we answered one actually, so apologies uh, if we didn't answer for you on the first day. And uh, who else has been on to us? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, scarifying of a lawn. Yeah, generally what, this is, what is scarifying? So scarifying is where you, where you get a, a lawn rake or you can get actually a hire a scarifying machine in, in, your, in the local uh, hire shops. Um, and basically it's got special tines that rip out any dead moss or any dead thatch. It's a job better left till the autumn, to be honest. Yeah. A light bit of raking, so if you're putting on the zero and getting rid of the moss and there's bits of carpet of, of dark dead moss, you can certainly give them a light raking out with, with a lawn rake and do a little bit of seeding at this time of year. But heavy scarifying, it leaves the lawn looking horrible, to be honest. Yeah. And really it's better left until September, October. That's normally when... Uh, if, if I was doing a scarifying job, that's when I'd look. I'd do it. Okay, now I have two nice ones for you here. What is the best time to plant out our begonia bulbs is the first question. And I'll come... But when, and begonias are fabulous. So here's a great a great flowering bulb, Viv, that you plant at this time of year indoors. Now they are frost sensitive, so you need to keep them inside in a greenhouse tunnel. On your windowsill would be ideal, in a patio. Uh, plant the bulbs at this time of year in a good quality compost. What I normally do is cover them with cling film. Until such time as you see the bulbs, the actual shoots starting to emerge and that saves the need for washing them. So leave them on your sill, windowsill covered in cling film. It'll take about four weeks for the buds to come through and then plant them out of doors in about the middle of May. Now, begonias will flower from June right through until November. Wow. They're probably one of the mm. best summer flowering plants. Value for money. I would rate them very highly. Brilliant in hanging baskets, containers, pots, out in the garden soil. And if you save the bulbs every year, you'll have them for, for yonks. That's Linda's first question. Linda's second question is about rhubarb again. Any rhubarb plants, are they available this time of the year? She's oh, they been, are, yeah, yeah. She oh, has I, been looking and she hasn't been able to find any. Yeah, no, we have the three varieties, Victoria, um, Pink Champagne and Timberley Early available and, and their plants are really strong at the moment. Once you plant them, as I said, don't be tempted to pick the, the fruit on them for at least two years, build them up. But this is the time to plant them, they are available. Okay, um, now I'm going to ask you to pronounce something, all right? You mentioned the tomato plant earlier and it's sweet something or other. It's called sweet aperitif, aperitif. Um, so that's a really, really good sweet variety, easy to grow. Um, but look, at there's lots of really good varieties. Red Profusion, I mentioned, Sun Baby, yeah. there's lots of good ones. But that, if you want something for the kids or, or you like a sweet tomato yourself, 
that's the one sweet, sweet aperitif. aperitif. Okay, yeah. lovely stuff. There we are. That's Maureen and Sligo. Thanks, Maureen. And good morning to you. Um, let's see. Let's have a look here. Oh, cord line, is it? Yeah, that's a purple cord line. It actually is doing really well. So you're seeing the plant is, I'd say, approximately from the photograph. It's about five, six feet tall. Really healthy at the top. Some of the brown dead leaves just there at the, the main stem, they can be trimmed off now with yeah. a Stanley blade, just tidy the plant up. Young shoots coming from the base, which is good to see. So it's going to create a multi-stemmed cord line. It's going to be beautiful. And now is the time to feed it. Yeah. So the question is what to feed yeah, it. So get, get get a little bit of, of the tree and shrub fertilizer, the Osmo, put it around the base with it and repeat in about four weeks' time and that'll really bring it on. Okay. Uh Saxy Fraj, have I yeah, pronounced that? Saxy Fraj, right? yeah. Uh Lister sent us in a lovely photograph, yeah. lovely pot, isn't it? Uh, just planted three sets well of sac- in each pot. Is that too much for no, the no. pot? Or is no. it suitable? So Saxifrage is a perennial plant. Going back to the alpines that we mentioned, Viv, are plants for rockeries or borders. Saxifrage comes into flower at this time of year. They're beautiful flowering kind of early spring, but they will go out of flower for the summer. And they've got that kind of mossy uh, growth uh, leaves, uh, I suppose, all year round. And it is a perennial plant that comes back year after year. What I would do is plant maybe some trailing petunias with them. Uh, there's enough space in the pot to add in something that's going to carry on flowering right through the summer. Maybe some begonias, start them indoors and, and once they're sprouted, plant them in May into the pots because there's enough space to add um, some additional colour because the saxifrage will be out of flower for the summer. Okay, I have a few celery stalks in my raised bed outdoors since last year. have used lots uh, but left some in. Right, uh, interesting. Can I leave in the bed for this season? Well, celery? you can. No, it, it, celery is generally harvested in the one year. It is a frost-sensitive plant but it just shows you how mild this winter has been for that celery to come through. Um, so it's obviously in a protected area. Now, what you will find is if you allow it to grow this year, it'll go to seed. So, you know, maybe let it grow. And once it's about a foot high, start using the celery stems. But if you leave it in the ground more than midsummer, it, the plant will just go to seed yeah. itself. And really that applies. Like people often leave carrots in the ground over winter or parsnips in the ground or turnips in the ground. But you really need to harvest them now because if they're allowed to kick back into growth, it'll, it'll just destroy them. We did this last week, but just very quickly in 10 seconds. Yeah. My laurel is not growing. You can see the photograph there. Yeah, so there's holes Small in the leaves. Holes yeah. in the leaves. And look, the, the point I was making really about plants in general, this this after this winter with all the wind we had in particular there's a lot of marking brown marks and, and so on that's a temporary issue it, it's nothing really to worry about if you feed that laurel now again give it the the tree and shrub feed uh, repeat it in four to six weeks time that plant will come back into growth and it'll be perfectly head, healthy there's no need to be spraying it with insecticides or fungicides or anything like that don't worry about small markings on them so give the plants a feed give them a light trimming back particularly like in my own garden I've got plants like pittosporum and hebes and and some laurel that is showing lots of brown marks. I just give them a light trim back, give them a feed and they'll kick into growth in three or four weeks' time and be perfectly fine. Now, a listener has a wedding in the first week of June. Oh. What flowers do you plant now for bloom then? Well, many of the plants that I mentioned will still be in flower, like the summer pansies will still be in flower, violas will still be in flower. Lovely plant called Osteospernum that has just come into flower at the moment and again will flower right through the summer. I generally advise for people that are having special family occasions, pop into your local garden centre about two weeks before the event because it's, it's very hard, you know, the date is very specific and the weather conditions can vary between now and June. So, but but certainly many of the plants that I mentioned, like the summer pansies, the violas, the osteosperms, they'll still be in full flower. Okay, so that's for around the house or whatever. If you're bringing in pots, containers, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, Perfect. like that, if you want to think. But June is a good time if you if you come into your local garden centre that time of year. There'll be plants like geraniums in flower, hydrangeas in flower, lots of 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 um, plants in bloom. Okay, I have Nepita, is it? And Rudibecchia plants that flowered beautifully last year. Should I trim the... I don't know about that. I trim them back now and what food do they need? Yeah, so Nepita is a lovely blue flowering plant. It's very similar to to lavender when it comes into flower. Um, Really hardy. There's one now for the banks and slopes if people wanted a plant to come back every year and kind of cover the ground. Nepita is a great plant. Um, Rudibecchia produces these beautiful bright yellow flowers in the summer. Both are perennials. Both need to be trim back and tidy it up at this time of year, give them a feed and they're back into growth and will flower the whole summer long. They're lovely plants. Porik, uh, you mentioned a lot of good early flowery potatoes in last week's programme, but I prefer the salad potatoes. 
what are the varieties to plant for baby or salad spuds? Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe. Well, yeah. Salad spuds. <laughs> well, like, yeah, because we Irish love our, our flowery potatoes that so then tend, tend to be the ones that trend more so. If you want something for salad, for salad, a waxy potato, Home Guard are really good. Duke of York is good because it, it produces salad potatoes early and then they, they actually get dry as they start to mature. So both of those would be really good. Charlotte is another variety that um, is perfect. That's generally the one you get to buy in the shops, those small baby potatoes, Charlotte. But my advice really with seed potatoes is, is go get them in the next week or next couple of days because yeah. they'll be gone. Okay, thank you for your advice on treating my lawn last month. I followed your advice and my lawn has never looked better. Well, that's good, good news. Good, yeah. uh, it's a deep golden, it's a deep green colour and looks healthy. Should I give it more lawn food now? Well, if they if they applied a lawn fertilizer, say back in early March, which it sounds like, so my my advice at the time really was to get on the zero to get rid of the moss, give the lawn a feed. Generally, the fertilizers will last for at least six to eight weeks. So I think that if the lawn is looking healthy and lovely and green, leave it alone at the moment, continue to trim it and feed it about the middle of April or towards the end of April. Give it its second feed, and it'll continue the color. And the good thing about the lawn feeds, Viv, is that they feed the lawn slowly. So you don't get this jump of growth. So if you put it on at the correct rate, it, it's a slow-release fertiliser that feeds up to six to eight weeks. You nearly knocked that thing over on the desk earlier. What was that? What I brought that? I brought this in. Well, it's it's Mother's Mother's Day tomorrow. Well, I was thinking, well, you know, what, what practical device could I bring in? <laughs> because everybody would be giving cut flowers and so on. So I brought you in this. Uh, it's for, for the mother that basically loves gardening. If you want a practical uh, device to give them. This is a, a, a hand trowel called the Capability Trowel. And not only is it a planting trowel, so if you're planting flowers and 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 uh, herbaceous plants or bedding plants, whatever, this is the one to get because it's actually got a knife on the side of it for open comp compost bags or fertilizer bags. It's got a serrated edge for cutting roots or stems sure. of plants. It's got a hammer at the end for tapping in bamboo canes or, you know, tapping down light tree stakes. And it's got a planting trowel as well. It's made from stainless steel. It's called the Capability Tool, and believe it or not, it has a twenty-year guarantee. So it's a really, really good device. The so I thought, edges. what a practical device yeah. for the gardener in your life, and it costs less than twenty euros. Well, there we go. And now, listen, this I love this one actually. I love to plant my area with some wild flowers and maybe some summer bulbs. How do I start? And what do I plant? Uh, can I do it now? Yeah, great question. And and the weather conditions are ideal if people want to give a, an area of their garden over to um, nature, wildlife in particular. And, and, and the wildlife areas are low maintenance. I won't say they're maintenance free, but they are low maintenance. So really what you need to do is clean off any existing vegetation that might be there rake over the soil, take out any rough stones, put on some garden lime. So get yourself a bag of garden lime, shake that into the soil and get yourself some wildflower seed. Now wildflower seeds come in a whole range of different uh, varieties and types, short varieties that only grow two feet in height, others that produce the nice wildflower meadow, some that are suitable for bees and butterflies, others that are suitable for birds, believe it or not. There are wildflower mixes that produce lots of seed that birds particularly like. And it's a great idea, as a listener mentions, about planting summer bulbs. So those crocrosmias that I mentioned earlier, they would be lovely to mix in amongst a wildflower area because they're, they have that kind of wild look as well and, and would, be, would fit in very nicely. So the combination of summer flowering bulbs and wildflower seed is an excellent idea. And this is the time of year to do it. Can you remember the name of the red strawberry plant you mentioned last week? Did we mention it earlier? I did. We were talking about strawberries last week and I mentioned a variety called El Santa, which is a really, really good variety. It produces big, red, juicy strawberries. This year, if you plant the plants now, you'll have them. And remember, strawberries are dead easy to grow. Pots, containers. Monty Don last night, I don't know while you're watching Gardener's no, World, no. he was trimming back his strawberry plants, just tidying them up. They generally live for about three to four years. Uh -huh. And if for people that have strawberries in their garden, tidy them up, give them a feed, and you get lovely fruit later on in the summer. But a great time to plant them. And the variety that I particularly like is El Santa. Tomatoes that can grow outdoors? Well, again, remember that all tomatoes are frost sensitive, so you cannot put them outdoors just yet, but the plants are available. So start them off, sit them on your windowsill, let them grow on or in your conservatory or, or, or patio or wherever. Uh, keep them out of the chill at the moment. They can be planted out of doors anytime from about the middle of May, first week of June. Red Profusion is the one that I generally plant out of doors. I find it really successful. 
Uh, I plan to sow a new lawn this summer. The area is covered in wild uh, grass and loads of weeds, including docks and nettles. Can I apply? What can I apply? Well, weather conditions are perfect at the moment. So for listeners with new gardens or want to reseed new areas or put down a lawn this year, soil conditions are perfect. So get rid of any existing vegetation that's there at the moment. I would treat it with something like weed-free, which is a, a treatment that can be applied over the area. It kills any existing vegetation that's there, docks or, or weeds that are there without contaminating the soil. So within a week, you can dig up the soil, you can prepare the seed bed, Put in a preceding fertilizer before you um, put on the lawn seed. So again, if you're putting in a lawn, put in preceding fertilizer. The Osmo Pro One would be ideal. Rake it in, put on your lawn seed, and the lawn will germinate within about a three-week period. So if you can get it in, so during April, you'll have a fantastic, fantastic lawn by midsummer. Okay, best feed for roses. Rose. Well, if you pop into your local garden centre, you'll get just a rose food. Um, so that's ideal. Uh, and it's a, rose fertiliser is high in potassium, so it's actually suitable for any flowering plant, not just roses. So if you've got hydrangeas in the garden or you've got fruiting plants in particular, a rose feed is actually excellent. So get a big tub. A little tip for when people are buying fertiliser, buy a 10 kg bag or bigger simply because it's zero vat. So any fertiliser under 10 kgs is subject to 23% VAT. Anything over 10 kgs has zero VAT. Wow. And so that's a little tip. Most of them come in resealable containers. So, you know, apply it now. With roses, you're going to be feeding once a month. So you're going to need a big bucket anyway. Final question today. How Can you ask Porik if scallions planted last year can still be eaten? They are still in the ground. Oh, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, uh, the scallion won't mind if they if they if there's lovely green growth on them, then they're perfectly fine. You can use the the green tops on them, and and um, uh, so the yeah, the answer is yes. Or if they're if they're um, if they have bulbs, the bulbs will be perfectly usable as well. Okay, so let's uh, finish up then this today because time is moving on. Few things to tell the people. The, uh, we're not here next Saturday. We're not here next Saturday. Yeah, but keep the questions coming in yeah, though, and we'll deal gar- with them the following Saturday. Garden at MidwestRadio.ie. Yeah. Okay. What's happening in Harkins today with that? The, the well, it is Mother's Weekend, yeah. and Deirdre McCarthy, our resident florist, is in. So Deirdre has a whole range of beautiful bouquets. I was looking at them this morning. She's in herself, and she's she's a great character, Deirdre. And if people have maybe weddings coming up and they want to get some advice on yeah. type of flowers to use, she's he- they're here today and tomorrow in the garden centre in Turlock uh, and she's lots of floral arrangements as well. That's fabulous. So let's recap on what we were talking about Look, at make good. My, my advice really is make good make good use of the good weather. You've got four days now. I would start prioritise in terms of getting the edible plants into the garden so all the vegetable plants are available for planting. You've got the potatoes. Get them now because even if you're not ready to plant them, they will hold but they will be gone quite, quite soon. Great time to start planting um, summer colour. So in particular, if you want to do up your pots, containers, window boxes, with a bit of instant colour for Easter, then all the plants I mentioned are available. But do think about the summer as well. There's particularly the summer flowering bulbs, the begonias, the dahlias. Get those started now and, and get them planted. And get your get the plants fed. Go out and trim back any plants, that, like we mentioned. Give them a feed and repeat that feed in about uh, four or five weeks' time. Give the lawn a trim as well. Yeah, isn't it great that there's so much happening in the garden these days? Well, and it's great when we get the weather as well. And, and you know, you can hear it. People are out at the moment. The weather, or the clock goes forward, doesn't it? If memory yeah, serves me right this weekend. Spring, spring, spring forward, forward. And uh, fall back. Yes, so we're going yeah. to have a, an extra long day or an extra, you know, the, the day length is going to be that little bit longer. So more time to spend in the garden. But the weather conditions are perfect. And remember, little and often is really the tip to gardening. Okay, don't, in don't. 20 seconds, where are you going at the weekend? Well, I, again, I, I plan, plan myself to, I'm going to be potting up my own tomatoes uh, in the tunnel at the moment um, and give the lawn, I think, a trim as well and tidy it up and, and put some of my own advice into action. Right. And I'm going to drop in to see my mother later on. Okay, lovely. Well, that's fantastic. Listen, thanks, Viv. Thanks, Viv. I'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Don't forget, Porica back in two weeks' time. And that's it for the gardening show this morning. A very good morning to you and I hope you enjoyed it. The Lotto Jackpot is an estimated 3.2 million euro. Play responsibly in store in app or at lottery.ie. The National Lottery. It could be you. The Western Hotel Clemoris, the home of hospitality in the West. Why not treat your mother to lunch this Mother's Day? Great food, great company, great ambiance. Not just on Mother's Day, but for every day and every occasion. Call in and say hello. The Western Hotel Clemoris, where you're always guaranteed a warm welcome from the team.